Hello, my name is Lara Campbell. I'm an abolitionist vegan from British Columbia, Canada. You can find me on Facebook and you're listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Vegetarian. Vegan. Yeah, well. Let's get it right. You used the word animals, but I suppose what you should have said is non-human animals. Hello and welcome to another fine episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals, Mysterious Millionaires and Multi-Million Dollar Welfare Campaigns. I had another new bumper from my Canadian friend Lara. I always enjoy having vegan voices from around the world on my show. If you're interested in recording an intro for me, please let me know. My email is jwontdart at gmail.com, j-a-y-w-o-n-t-d-a-r-t at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube... All with the name Jay Won't Dart. I managed to get another World Vegan Day mention on the popular No Agenda podcast. Jordan Wyatt in Invercard. Yeah, he's our uh, Kiwin, Kiwi vegan uh, wishing everyone happy World Vegan Day, which is tomorrow, November 1st. That would be good for all you vegans. To celebrate, uh, he's resuming his show, Coexisting with Non-Human Animals at... Uh, what is it? Coexisting with Non-HumanAnimals.blogspot.com? Hey, that's a snappy one. <laughs> that's never right <laughs> well thank you Adam I thought it was a pretty catchy name myself although I was initially thinking of having something a little longer N- yeah nah, better to have a short and sweet address http colon slash slash www dot coexisting with nonhumananimals.blogspot.com well I finally worked out to have a read more function on my blog post so now I won't have massive posts taking up the whole blog page I'll be posting more often, with photos and videos I've taken, as well as interesting news stories as I find them. Make sure to stop by often. Today's episode is about another multi-million dollar welfare campaign. This time, it's happening here in New Zealand. Animal rights should be seen as very different to animal welfare. Those who see themselves as an animal lover should be vegan. I could tell you very effectively and clearly what channels I want and don't want, right? And if I could get a package from the cable company that just had those channels, I'd be fine with that. I wouldn't feel like, oh man, I wish I had, you know, I don't know what kind of random like animal planet or something. Because I'm never going to, well, maybe I'd watch animal You're planet. You're never going to you know, watch animal planet? No, I might watch animal planet, to be perfectly honest. Why do you hate animals? I'm very disappointed. I don't hate animals. I'm an animal lover. I no, have he likes them. We know how he likes them. He likes them with a chicken as the bun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes them deliciously. But- really, the least we can do for animals is not to hurt them. I don't expect old ladies to thank me for not beating the hell out of them, breaking their bones to get the precious titanium in their fancy new hips. It's just expected that I wouldn't go about terrorizing the elderly. I wish we were the same towards non-elderly non-humans that would extend this to all sentient life. Because, as Optimus Prime always said, Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Right on, Optimus. Now we know why you're the leader of the Autobots. So, oh wait, you're transforming back into a truck? And driving off into the sunset? So, I suppose it's about time to change the scene, huh? I found it odd that SAFE, a New Zealand group describing themselves as animal rights, promote welfare reforms. When I've asked before about the different factory farm campaigns, I've been told that SAFE believe and promote veganism. 
It's difficult for viewers of safe television appearances and their ads to realise this though. I don't think I've ever heard them drop the V-bomb on television, or in an ad. And, they work so closely with comedian Mike King, who used to promote pig flesh, who has now said he got depressed after seeing how pigs are farmed, and now believes in free range. He turned on his former employers, the pork board, and often appeared with safe. They knew how King felt, how he explicitly had been shown eating, quote, free-range pig flesh on television that Safe never said in the segment, uh, uh, we don't agree with Mr. King, we promote veganism. Here is a recent appearance of Mike King. Comedian Mike King used to be the face of New Zealand pork. That all ended last year when, shocked by behind-the-scenes footage, he spoke out on his concerns for the humane treatment of pigs. Visiting Dunedin this week, King said he simply wants New Zealanders to be aware of the facts behind intensive pig farming, which were once lost on him. I got into this whole animal welfare thing purely by accident. I was a drug addict for 30 years. Um, I didn't care where my money came from, uh, and part of that money was coming from the pork board. Uh, When they first took me on, um, I didn't do any research into the pork industry because, quite frankly, I didn't care. King has been open with the media and public about suffering from depression and hosts radio shows and online forums tackling the topic. When a friend sent King some evidence that pigs suffer from depression, along with this footage, King had to see a commercial farm for himself. He says what he saw horrified him. I saw pigs with deformed legs, I saw them with blisters, I saw them with open sores, uh, I saw them living in uh, waterlogged uh, waterlogged. Um, pits basically. I saw them lying around just it was just horrific and if you look at a pig's eyes they're so human and they know exactly what is going on. King says the reality of intensive pig farming lets New Zealand down. So they had nowhere to walk, they had nowhere to it was, it was disgusting and this is New Zealand. I mean what do we promote in New Zealand most of all? Clean, green, you know, uh, wonderful for animals, wonderful for people, beautiful sunshine, loving, caring people. And this is not the behaviour of a loving, caring society. In an email leaked earlier this year from the Pork Industry Board to pig farmers, the board stated that most customers didn't care about farm conditions, just whether or not they'd passed a minimum standard. King says while he's not telling anyone what to do, he simply wants New Zealanders to be aware of the difference between free-range pork and that produced in intensive commercial farms. Tess Brosnan, Nine Local News. I find that hard to believe. If we genuinely care about how animals are kept, we don't ask people to uh, maybe just know how they are kept, know what the difference is. It's a little like tailing slaughtermen. Okay, so when we cut their throat, Mr Pig will die. I think we should be quite clear that, as animal advocates, we are strongly opposed to hurting animals, and that of course includes killing them. It's interesting Mike King was shocked and found human qualities in pigs. We are both animals after all, and it's not like we'd be vastly different, surely. I'm glad King noticed similarities. He joins the food-eating robot that, when someone put their hand inside its uh, mouth, (laughs) labelled humans as being made of pig flesh. Not once, but twice, and with different parts of the pig's body too. I guess all human beings taste different. Here is a very recent Sunday program, once again about safe and animal welfare in New Zealand. 
One of New Zealand's richest women is offering farm workers a reward of up to $30,000 to dob in their bosses for cruelty. Kathmandu founder Jan Cameron wants an end to sow stalls and caged chicken farming. So she's giving $2 million to the cause, just for starters. This from Sunday correspondent Ian Sinclair. Jan Cameron, the founder of Kathmandu Clothing, has pledged millions in the fight against this. Factory farming. It's torture. It's torturing the animals. In a rare interview, this very private woman tells the Sunday programme tonight she's offering a reward to farm workers who help expose animal cruelty by their bosses. The maximum reward will be up to $30,000 New Zealand. It's part of a $2 million grant she's pledged to the animal rights group SAFE to liberate animals from their cages. We never had the resources to really make a huge difference and Jen Cameron is doing exactly that. Those accusations of cruelty are rejected by the pork industry. It's, it's well proven that the use of a, a sow stall is, can be beneficial in early pregnancy. But Jan Cameron doesn't accept that. She says her $2 million donation is just the beginning. It's just the appallingly bad lives that these animals have to suffer until they're killed. And activists say they now have a powerful ally in the campaign against caged farming. Ian Sinclair, One News. She's New Zealand's richest woman. We're prepared to do what it takes to bring about the change. And tonight, Jan Cameron is pledging her millions to fight kiwi farmers who abuse their animals. New Zealand is about to be launched with a fund of $2 million. With millions more if necessary. How many? OK, I have to jump in here. How many? Well, in New Zealand, when anyone ever brings up terms such as how many, not many, or if any, something must be said. My cousin David came second on the New Zealand version of The Apprentice. He had a vast right-wing conspiracy that held him back from winning. For one of the challenges, he led a tour bus around Auckland to show overseas tourists what passes for culture in New Zealand. I think he can explain how many better than I could. I have to warn you though, the New Zealand national anthem contains both the D word and the F word, so would any animal rights advocate under 18 please disgrace my glorious nation of New Zealand by fast forwarding past our anthem. Just a heads up for Justin, Barbara. Okay, take it away, Dave. We'll go through a few more of these Kiwiana because it's important you know this, it's a big part of our trip, and we really want you to be speaking Kiwi by the end of the day. Now there's a little thing that if you ever and I mean ever in New Zealand culture hear someone say, not many, there is only one possible reply, and that's if any. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I don't know anybody. Y'all know this is, act right. It's the kid coming up that's flow was untapped, rolled enough drafts, no enough raps, off the head skill, little crush cats. But it's hard to spit without coming off, ever getting your assist. On drop
and embarrassing Girl, I want no part of this Upon this ish, I sort of hell like a pharmacist I'm onto this, I've been broke like promises So if you get me started, kids, you're gonna see the consequence And y'all don't want that Cause I stay on, give me your words to play on And I'ma make your written look thick like you lost a pen and wrote a crayon But yo, y'all should play the back like scenery I'm dope, the writing's on the wall like graffiti So, y'all can even hold your own, you get a manicure If you're going toe-to-toe, suppose you know That I keep tracks like kicks, cause I'm clean when I lace mine I break minds if I put a watch in a bum bag That's the only scene where I waste time Let's go How many dudes you know roll like this? How many dudes you know flow like this? Not many, remix, infinity, not many, infinity How many dudes you know got skills to go and rock a show like this? I sadly realise that kids these days are too busy beating up the elderly for their titanium hips to bother skipping over patriotic swear words, and I hope you're happy with yourselves for making me deface our glorious national anthem. I got a tear in my eye just then. Okay, we can all sit back down now. The main artist scribe is from Christchurch, down here in the South Island, the city hit by recent earthquakes. The others were representing South Auckland, our largest city, up there in that fancy North Island. Both areas, uh, well, they mock people for writing in crayon, we got that. Let's just say they don't take too kindly to male vegans wearing, I'm vegan and I love you, badges on their overalls. The one who swore looks at least part New Zealand European, you know, white. If I'm right, then that means talented white rappers like the Sith, there are always exactly two, Eminem in the Northern Hemisphere and David Dallas down here. Just one more clip from the New Zealand version of The Apprentice, showing good old Southern, as in near bottom of the world, hospitality. Okay, come on in guys. We've got good old fashioned kiwi tacos and fish and chips. Thank you. Any vegetarians amongst you? No, good old, come on in, we've got tomato sauce to help yourself to water. Dog help you if you were a vegetarian. It was enough hassle providing tomato sauce and water for you to help yourself with. Yep, plenty of Michelin stars in New Zealand. Okay, back to the Sunday program. New Zealand is about to be launched with a fund of $2 million. With millions more if necessary. How many? Well, who knows? Just whatever it takes. Jan Cameron, founder of Kathmandu Clothing. This is one of the only TV interviews she's ever given. And here's why she's speaking up. You saw it on Sunday last year. Pigs crammed into cages. It's torture. It's torturing the animals. When Sunday launched its investigation into the practice, comedian Mike King, the face of the pork industry, decided to break into a farm and see for himself. It's disgusting and it needs to stop. Even the Prime Minister condemned it. Look, I found it very, very disturbing. Yet, 18 months on, the animal rights group SAFE says there's been little progress. Nothing has changed for those pigs. They have suffered every single day over those last 18 months. It's just the appallingly bad lives that these animals have to suffer until they're killed. She's already made a difference in Australia where she teamed up with animal rights activists, setting up a $5 million fund to fight cruel farmers. In Tasmania, I'm supplementing through the uh, charitable fund that I've got. We're bringing on another six inspectors. For in New Zealand, her $2 million donation will go to the animal rights group SAFE. Eight out of ten New Zealanders want these cruel practices phased out, but we never had the resources to really make a huge difference. And Jen Cameron is doing exactly that. The plan offer huge rewards to Kiwi farm workers ready to dob in the boss for legalised cruelty and get the law changed. So how much are you prepared to pay a farm worker for dobbing in a farmer? 
the maximum reward will be up to $30,000 New Zealand, uh, depending on what uh, legal or animal welfare outcomes can be achieved by the information that they bring forward. So we have now all these opportunities uh, and we have the opportunity to offer rewards for people that are whistleblowers. So how did this come to your attention? I saw a poster uh, or billboard in Melbourne that had a pig in a cage and I didn't understand what it was about. So I, I've learnt a bit more information over the years about what, what has been happening, which has uh, kept well away from the public eye. Come on. Jan Cameron is worth an estimated $400 million. These days she lives in Tasmania. Are you a Tasmanian person yourself? No, I'm from Melbourne, but I spent a lot of time bushwalking here when I was younger. That was back before Cameron moved to Christchurch at 20, later founding Kathmandu's outdoor clothing empire. She sold it four years ago for $360 million New Zealand dollars. She now lives in a state that's outstripping New Zealand in factory farming reform. Here in Tasmania, public condemnation of factory pig farming has already scored a victory. The state government has vowed to abolish sow stalls by 2017, and it all began with a Sunday-style video expose. And we found um, a shed full of sows in sow stalls, and two of the sows are dying in their crates. I think that... Uh... The breaking in is very important because we need to show people what they're consuming. Animal activist Emma Haswell, friend of Jan Cameron, broke into a pig farm early last year. It was just nothing, like nothing I've ever seen before. The smell and the squalor. The footage she's taken in the farms has been extraordinary. A shot Tasmania moved quickly to ban sow stalls by 2017. This, while New Zealand still waits for reform, 18 months on from the Mike King break-in. I've actually seen quite a lot of footage of New Zealand break-ins and um, I'm appalled by the, the piggeries that I've seen in New Zealand. They're certainly um, very similar to the worst of Tasmanian piggeries. Why do you think is New Zealand so far behind? Well, it's strange because they're usually ahead on lots of issues. Um, in this instance, they're behind Tasmania. I think you know, New Zealand really looks what Australia is doing, and actually Australia looks what New Zealand is doing as well. And I have the feeling that if one country moves, the other can't be left behind. To get an idea of why Kiwi pig farmers need to be very afraid, take a look at this shop here in Tasmania. It's called Chicken Feed. Actually, nothing to do with chooks. It's part of Jan Cameron's nationwide empire employing 10,000 people across Australia in retail. And the profits, well, they're being used to fund her causes, including the new war chest she's opened to fight factory farming in New Zealand. But will Cameron's offer of a $30,000 reward be enough to make farm workers turn on the boss and risk getting fired? Well, I think fundamentally uh, the whistleblowers aren't going to be hugely inf influenced by a reward. I think it's going to be their conscience, how they're feeling. I think that's their prime motivation. Uh, the reward is just... Uh, it's something that can help them out if they do lose their job. But what would you want from them before you'd pay that much? 
The outcomes we would be looking for would be a successful prosecution or uh, animal welfare outcome. Either publicity or a change in law? Exactly. Next up, a whistleblower speaks out. Enough's enough. You've got to speak up sooner or later before the whole thing collapses. And Aussie supermarkets throw down the gauntlet. I think if your customers are telling you that they want to see a change, then as a retailer, you have to act on that. Enough's enough. You've got to speak up sooner or later before the whole thing collapses. Roger Bartels. The head is really swollen. Aussie poultry farm worker turned whistleblower. His message to Kiwi farm workers, speak out. You can only take so much of seeing an animal suffer. It doesn't matter whether you're a city person, whether you're a country person, you know. Roger lives in the north of Tasmania, a land of vast green valleys and gum trees. The chickens, he says, had much less space. The litter wasn't being managed correctly. There was a disease outbreak and that led to other diseases developing in the hens and the conditions just deteriorated. Oh, Roger contacted animal rights campaigner Emma Haswell, who's sponsored by Kathmandu millionaire Jan Cameron. When I reported it to Emma, it, she reported it to the authorities and they came for a visit. He says the inspectors got the problem cleaned up. When Jan Cameron's whistleblower scheme went public in Australia, Roger says his bosses cracked down. It was explained to us that you weren't allowed to take any kind of recording device, a, a mobile phone, a video camera, cameras, anything, anything that could take a photo or record what was happening in the sheds, wasn't allowed to go past the lunchroom. What effect do you think this whistleblower program will have in New Zealand? Those people may be encouraged to speak up, especially knowing that there's some financial support there to back them up if they do lose their job, and it, and it is a significant animal welfare issue. And the second part of it is it's, it's going to put a fear that these organisations that are, are farming these chickens and, and intensive animals, they won't be able to get away with practices that are borderline anymore. The headquarters of Aussie supermarket giant Coles. Where the tide is already turning against factory farming, this time it's South Stalls. Well, we've been working with our fresh pork suppliers to come to an arrangement with them where they'll phase out using South Stalls on their farms by 2014. Coles' 700 stores across Australia have got the message customers don't like pigs in cages. Animal welfare issues are the single biggest concern we get coming through in our call centre and of all the animal welfare issues, sow stalls has probably been the biggest one. So we made this initiative because we felt it's what customers were looking for. So that's her. So what you Down got? on the Aussie pig farm, Australasia's biggest pork producer has decided if you can't beat them, join them. We made a commitment to remove all of the sow stalls by the end of 2014. Yet Riverlee CEO Paul Patterson still maintains sow stalls aren't cruel. Science supports the use of uh, sow crates, in particularly in early, early pregnancy. But the situation with the consumer has probably gone beyond science these days, and the consumers are making assumptions as to the way that they want their food produced, regardless of the science. There, module four, we've just restocked it. And There's a quarter of a million pigs within just 800 metres of where we're standing. But like most intensive pig farms back in New Zealand, we're not allowed to see them for ourselves. Hygiene regulations, the reason given. 
Keeping a pig in a cage, not being able to move forward or backward, how can that be good for animal welfare? What you've just demonstrated is exactly the argument that the consumer puts forward, which totally disregards the science of the, uh, that's been applied to this whole method. The, the enormous amount of welfare research that's been done on that uh, is, contained, is, is brought back to the comment you just made. It's totally disregarding science. Now, you can do that, and the consumer's doing that, but is it the right way to go, go about it? Now, I question whether that's right. Cole says their move has definitely paid off. Thousands of letters and calls saying well done, long overdue and uh, giving us a pat on the back. And on top of that, even though the initiative hasn't actually come in yet, we've seen double digit growth in sales of pork in our stores. So we think there's been a ringing endorsement from customers. But what about the price of pork? Will getting rid of sour stalls put up the cost to consumers? Well, no, says Coles. They've vowed to absorb that cost themselves. They say it's well worth their while. Such is the popularity of the move, it's good business. Next question, will New Zealand supermarkets rise to the challenge? New Zealand's progressive operates Woolworths, Countdown and Foodtown. The other big player in the Kiwi market is Foodstuffs. They operate New World and Pack and Save. Neither chain would appear on camera, but they do say, however, that they do offer uncaged pork as an option for customers, but they don't have any plans to match Coles' deadline for a ban on fresh pork from sour stalls by 2014. The warning to supermarkets from Jan Cameron, get ready for a media blitz. The most powerful uh, people in this process are the consumers, and they can decide. She's already bankrolled safe for media advertising. In fact, advertising rather than whistleblowing is where Jan expects most of her $2 million to go. I think the most powerful aspect of this fund is the raising of public awareness. New Zealand brand has always been associated with uh, very clean environmentally conscious image. If you're torturing animals in the process, it, uh, it sort of takes away from that image, doesn't it? But according to Pork Board CEO Sam McIver, the public's got it wrong. Farmers are only acting in the pig's best interest. I mean, at the end of the day, pig farmers farm pigs because they enjoy them. And the New Zealand industry has actually put in place um, an independent welfare audit on pig farms. Uh, that's been supported by a label which uh, gives consumers the assurance that if they're buying uh, New Zealand pork, then the pork or the pigs will have passed the audit. But they could still be in a cage? At the end of the day, consumers have a choice. They can choose... Uh, but the answer is yes, they could still be in a cage. Yep, the sow stalls, sow stalls are used in the industry. Can you understand the view, though, that keeping a pig in a cage so it can't move is simply cruel. I mean, pig farmers, at the end of the day, farm pigs because they like pigs. And uh, it's, it's well proven that the use of a, a sow stall is, can be beneficial in early pregnancy. So are you not worried then about the bounty that's been placed on the heads of farmers? Well, we, we, uh, we don't think it's required. At the end of the day, farmers have uh, openly offered to be uh, audited and that's independently, and that's because they want to prove to consumers that they're looking after their pigs. And that caring for pigs became a constant theme. Now, SAFE have got their hands on millions of dollars, and they're planning a media blitz. 
Does that worry you? At the end of the day, uh, farmers are passionate about farming pigs, and, and that's why they do it. I mean, farmers at the end of the day are, um, are passionate about looking after pigs, and that's why they farm pigs. At the end of the day, the, the reasons for, uh, for the use of sow stalls are sound, and that's because um, farmers are passionate at looking after their animals. But SAFE believes Jan's millions will give them the last word in their campaign against factory farming. Well, well Jan is a, is a very rich, rich lady, and she is determined uh, to see these campaigns win. And she basically is not going to stop funding us until we see that result. And um, Jen has already said, whatever it takes, and, and I believe her. She is very determined. I don't think the, the, the farmers are necessarily losers if we do bring about some change. So uh, this isn't a power trip. It's about um, positive change for the animals. I wanted to talk with other abolitionist vegans about the Sunday program. Here's what we all had to say on a group Skype call. I have with me William Paul. How are you, William? Good, thank you, Jordan. Elizabeth Collins, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks, Jordan. And our friend Emmy, how are you? Hi, Emmy? Jordan. I'm good, thanks. That's great to hear. So, uh, at this point, I've just played the clips in my show, and so everyone's heard them. I have the audio, and uh, we all thought we'd like to share what we all thought about the clips. And the first thing I have to do is I was quite surprised with who the they had a lot of hype about who the mysterious millionaire was going to be. And that seemed to be the main topic. And um, at first I thought maybe it was going to be Mike King, because Mike King had been in the news again recently talking about how, how sad they made him feel when he saw about how the pigs were treated, how human they were, human qualities he said he found. But mm. um, ultimately Mike King is not vegan himself. He eats uh, free-range pork. And I've always found it interesting that SAFE would stand by Mike King and use him when they know damn well that he's not vegan and presumably it, it seems like he has no intentions to be vegan. And, um, I mean, I, I thought they'd want a vegan celebrity, of course, but they're not promoting veganism, are they? And so that's how it becomes interesting. So we have this uh, Jan Cameron, and she's a very rich woman, and she's given millions of dollars to Australian welfare groups, like Animals Australia, I believe. And now she's given $2 million to SAFE, including rewards for dobbing in your boss from $1,000, is it, to 30000 It's also going to be used for ad campaigns here. Well, I was very curious to find out who the million-dollar donator was, and I, was <clears throat> I didn't expect this woman to be vegan, but, you know, I didn't picture a Kathmandu founder to be donating $2 million, and Wikipedia tells me that she has a net worth of 318 Australian million dollars, I believe. And she's um, got a heck of a lot of money. And it's, it's very interesting that she supports all these charities and she has her own uh, chain of stores. Is it called Chicken Feed? <laughs> um, it's all, and all, yes. the, all the profit of that goes to charities. Cheaper prices, it says all over it. And, uh, yeah, so she supports a lot of charities with all, all her charity work she does. But um, I found some quotes from her from interviews and she talks about how she likes eating crayfish, which for the rest of the world means lobsters. And... Yeah. Uh, no, I drink wine and eat crayfish, she says. I'm not a vegetarian. I just don't like to be consuming animals that have been tortured. So for her, it's all about how the animals are treated, of course. And I do wonder, do you guys think that SAFE would even mention anything about veganism to her? Or do you think that they just um, are happy with however she feels about the issue? I think that it's 
the, their first modem should be help, helping to educate her about veganism. She obviously cares so much. I mean, the thing that got me, the whole theme running through it was the torture. She's like, it's torture, it's torture, it's torture. Well, as we know, it's all torture. It's all torture. And it's just different levels and different degrees. And um, it would be, you know, this woman needs to be educated about veganism anyway. I mean, if I ever could ever, ever meet her or write her a letter, that would be the first thing that I would talk to her about. I would love to know if Safe's talking to her about it, but Jordan, I, I don't think they are. I do not think that that is even on their agenda with dealing with this woman, well, sadly. So you think that they just wouldn't have even mentioned it to her at all? Do you think they would just say thank yes. you for the money and, um, and that's yes. it? Well, Unfortunately, I do. I'm that cynical. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes me feel even worse because I, I mean, we've all been saying things to Safe that we wish they'd have not just a vegan campaign, but to be just promoting veganism in general. And uh, we get, we've been told that a vegan campaign's been on the way, haven't we? I think I've been told that about a year ago. I started uh, getting replies back from them about veganism is on the way, and they do have some kind of a quit meat website that's somewhere hidden away. But it's always, don't buy bad pork, um, don't buy cruel pork. Well, they know that with Mike King being involved with him and he eats free range and, and the first things involved him promoting free range that, you know, they, they say technically, oh, we're not telling them to have free range from what I've seen. But it does get um, taken that way, I think, by general consumers when they watch the ads. They think it's free range versus factory farmed pork, no mention of veganism. I agree. I mean, when they brought when they brought the New Zealand Pork Board spokesman Sam MacGyver on talking about the welfare audit label, I mean, he was talking about it gives consumers assurance that ultimately they're going to do their consumer choices down to this, you know, label that ensures that pigs are being treated properly. And I mean, he said he said on the last close-up special that consumers have choice and I think ultimately that is right consumers have choice consumers can go vegan and reject all animal products well you're exactly right William on that Uh, I heard that theme quite a lot of times that you know consumers have choice consumers have choice and for about all the appearances from the pork board on all these different welfare things over the years now they've always set the same message that people can choose and that they're not going to force it and that you know, we care about uh, how the pigs are treated, of course. That's how they make their money. The science is in, the Australian guy said, the one who had, was it 250,000 pigs on the farm yeah, in Australia? Yeah, quarter I mean, of a and they, they always say that they can't go there and film there themselves for hygiene reasons. Well, you know, the farm workers go there. I always think, you know, they just don't want to show the footage at all, do they? But um, when exactly. they say that things like the pig farmers farm pigs because they like pigs, well... You know, if you really like pigs, work at an animal shelter. You'll see plenty of pigs there each and every day. I mean, I like chickens. I look after them. I like looking after them, but I I wouldn't kill them for a couple bucks. You don't do that to people who you like. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that was just, that that was the biggest thing of dissonance. But I just really, before we go on, I just was, I mean, anybody listening to this who is skeptical and thinks that we're just, you know, we don't get it or something like that, like, no, this is great publicity watch it again and listen to what the Australian supermarket guy said because they had a so-called ban. Now, first of all, we don't know the legislation. We don't know what a ban means. What does it mean? What exactly is the legislation? Because in the States, it means they can be kept in the crates for the majority of the day and for any veterinary 
um, things um, with, up to the owner's discretion. So that just it gives them an, a free free ride to, to put them in the cages. But he said there were double-digit sales of pork already. The yes. so-called ban hasn't even gone into place, and it's not even going to go into place till 2014, which, and like I say, we don't even know what this legislature mm. is. Double-digit sales of pork before it even went into place. And he's assured the customers they're not going to have to pay any more money because yeah. Coles will foot the bill because it's well worth it. This is literally his words. Well worth it mm. because it's good for business. Mm. Everybody think about what that means. Just think about what that means. I mean, I'm not talking to you guys because I know you would know what that means. I'm talking about I'm talking to listeners who might be skeptical or think that we're, you know, that we're unfounded. You know, this is a very real this is a very real objection that we're raising. This is bad for pigs. Well, I'd like to mention that I've, I remember the Eric Marcus and Gary Francione debate, and Marcus uh, in that was saying about as the prices go up that people would probably cut back on how many they buy and that would help the animals that way. Well, we can see this is a very large Australian supermarket, Coles. The prices are going to be the same, and as Elizabeth has said, they say it's good for business, and yeah, um, double-digit sales growth. I mean, what's that? Something over 9%, uh, maybe you know under 100%, but it's a hell of a lot more, presumably and extra sales and absolutely nothing has changed so far. It's just like all the welfare measures that our ones are using here when they say a welfare approved sticker and it, uh, nothing has changed. So focusing on the welfare has gotten us nowhere, has it? And you know, the Coles spokesperson, Jim Cooper, was saying that animal welfare issues are the, singus, are the single biggest yeah. issue in their call center and they've already received thousands of letters and calls before this higher welfare standard of pork has been brought into their supermarkets. Mm. Exactly. Well, another thing that I found interesting was Jan Cameron said at near the end, farmers are not necessarily losers, it's about bringing change, you know. Well, um, to us, we never saw it that way. We never saw that, that the SAFE campaign was about abolishing the use of animals. I mean, did we? I mean, of course not. No. And so we always knew it was going to be about welfare standards, and so it's, it's sort of weird that the farmers fight at all. I, I suppose they just feel like they have to fight it to prevent other things coming in. Well, they can't allow... Um, to be pushed around by the welfare groups and things. Right. I mean, this, they're, they're, not, they're just not going to. And plus, there's money in it. I mean, they want to make these changes when it's economically viable for them to do so. I mean, this is a business, so they don't want to be pushed into doing anything they're not ready to do financially anyway. It costs money to switch over from sow feeding to electronic, you know, from sow crates to whatever it is they're going to do. I mean, to be honest, we don't even know what this legislature is. But um, it's, the, you know, what you said, Jordan, about how it's sad how they haven't talked to them or her about veganism. They're, they just want the money, you know. They're just, they just want the money and that's their MO. So, you know, it's so incredibly obvious. I mean, to them, this $2 million and this so-called awareness for pigs is way better and more effective. than They just, they're a business. They're getting $2 million. If they promoted veganism, they wouldn't be able to get $2 million. Um, I think that. You know, if they convinced this woman to go vegan and then she gave them $2 million for a vegan campaign and all those people who rang in who were terribly concerned about animal welfare because people do care were given a positive, uplifting, this is how you go vegan, it's so easy, let's all do it message, you know. Yeah. What do we think about the, the rewards as well? I one, mean, $1,000 to $30,000 and it's for people working in the industry. What do we think of that? Well, I mean, well, up to $30,000, yeah. that money's going to run out pretty quickly if you have so many people dobbing their bosses in. I mean, it's but, useless. Well, the part that I wonder yeah. about is what they consider cruelty as well. I mean, exactly. I think killing them is 
you know, the biggest Hello. problem. But, Everything but, that goes on in farms is cruelty. So you're telling people that some of it's not. That's the wrong thing to do. These workers, every single day, they're cutting their throats and dragging them into trachs, you know, and you're asking them to differentiate what cruelty is. Well, cruelty is down to animal cruelty laws, which are a joke. Well, in the US, when most of the, you know, the shocking welfare expose videos came out, like the Ohio dairy, um, so that was kicking cows and slapping them around and stuff. I mean, that's not the same as killing them, is it? And that was a giant outrage that they were hitting cows with um, a pitchfork and things. And so for someone to get paid $30,000 to sort of blow the lid on that kind of stuff is a bit, a bit weird for me. But I, another aspect I found quite interesting is how so Safe and uh, Jan, they use the whole... Imp- we have an angle in New Zealand of you know keeping up with Australia all the time. And it became one of those things, didn't it? You know, oh, the Australians are ahead of us. Oh, we've got to catch up with the Australians. We can't let the Australians get ahead of us. And welfare standards for how we treat animals before we kill them. It's just ridiculous. Well, I'd like to know what this ban in Tasmania means exactly. First of all, it hasn't even come into place, okay? It hasn't even come into place, the so-called ban. And what is the legislature? That's very important to know. What does it mean? The, the bottom line is, is that the, the sickest thing about all this that makes me just so sad is that we're talking about one specific type of cruelty in an entire industry that is wrong and unjust. And it just kills me to even be talking about cages and things when we, when we know that the issue is that these animals are enslaved, they're being used. I don't care if they get to run around in a field before they get to the slaughterhouse. I don't care if they, you know, if they get to live five years or, or four years or three years longer than another pig who's going to be slaughtered. It's all wrong. And I hate this differentiation. That's what kills me the most about these campaigns. Say, you know, say goodbye to cruel pork cruel mm. pork it's it's all cruel so that's what kills me about all of this stuff is that in australia they're still consuming the bodies of pigs who've been slaughtered that's a victory to wealthy and they're calling it a victory that's what kills me about this it's so speciesist and yeah um so i yeah just again about the money though i mean so two million dollars and just more of it's going to come but how much does it actually cost for all the billboards and things and how much more would it cost to get those same billboards saying veganism, how much for the same pamphlets, for the same thing. It seems so much more effective just to promote veganism rather than having all these different campaigns, you know, so many thousand pamphlets for the chickens, so many pamphlets for the pig, so many pamphlets as it just keeps moving on down the line. If it was just all vegan, it's just one big bulk order, isn't it? Yeah, it would be definitely easier, um, more effective to promote veganism using that $2 million (laughs) to... um, rather than using it for this welfare stuff. I guess we could all write to Jan and say, you know... um, Well, we could tell her about veganism. Maybe she's never even heard of veganism from SAFE. I'm presuming she hasn't. Yeah, definitely. Well, SAFE thinks... I don't know, maybe they haven't. Maybe she hasn't heard it from them. I doubt it. Well, they probably haven't tried very hard if so because they want her money you're getting people to 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 make a phone call and you're promising them you know thirty thousand dollars the people that are making the phone call eat the bodies of animals it's just so incredibly crazy it's i can't uh, i can't relate to the way this way of thinking i honestly safe and 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 these businesses i i'm so I, i i'm convinced they're just they are just businesses they are it's just a business it really, really, really is. And they just got $2 million. And more to come if, if it's needed, you know, however much it's going to take. And yeah, and I mean, I know they're not putting it in their own pocket, yeah, but yeah. they're, they're going to use it to promote them. All of those billboards will have safe on it. It's the logo. Hans was wearing his safe T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they 
don't think it's helping. I know they do, but why? I would love it if they would just give us a break by break as how this is helping pigs. Because they'll say, well, it's awareness. Awareness for what? Double-digit pork sales so people can feel good about going and buying the quote-unquote free range or buying the pork because, well, in 10 years, there's going to be a ban. So I'm going to buy just as much pork in the supermarket. It's going to cover the cost. That's helping animals? Well, one of the things I was thinking about is how how effective that money is. Um, so $2 million, if we divide that, say, um, by 2,000, say, um, that's about 1,000. So you could say you could, for that kind of money, you could outfit about 1,000 people with $2,000 computer rigs for podcasts and things, or even for pamphlets and things. And you think about how much more effective it could be going to a greater number of people that way. I don't know how much pamphlets cost since I don't print things up in bulk, but if it's all going to go <laughs> for dobbing in the boss, as they call it, um, up to, you know, I don't know what the average would be, up to 30,000 at a time, that would get blown through quite quickly, I think. I just think about all the effective things that we all do. Uh, some of us have our own radio shows or podcasts. Um, I've started putting out more pamphlets on the street, and I've been wearing more vegan clothing. <laughs> I, I speak on my blog. I just got a, a whole bunch of clothing from uh, Herbivore Clothing. And so my work okay. overalls, I've got these little badges that say, I'm vegan and I love you, this little elephant. <laughs> and I'm, you know, this big, tough, scary-looking guy in overalls, and I've got, like, wood dust and, like, metal shavings on me from using an angle grinder all day, and I come out with this little badge saying, I love you. It's, um, it's That's br- brilliant. It's you are doing ten times more than the entire corporation of Safe Yeah, well, Health. these badges cost, you know, $2 American, you know. <laughs> well, that's yeah. so expensive. I know. <laughs> I need more I mean, donations, I, I, guys. Yeah, right. But I think, you know, it's not just that. Like, now that I'm starting to explore more ideas, um, things that cost money are the hiring of venues to give talks and things like that. Yes. Or to make us, you know, to, to get street space so that you can have a bake sale and sell and do advocacy with free food. It costs, you know, advocacy with food is very effective because you can do some really amazing cookies like Ren- Renata. And her cupcakes. Mm. And that, that's the stuff that costs money. Printing pamphlets costs money, but that's kind of negligible. I mean, um, unless you're just throwing out thousands of pamphlets all at once. All and what are, those, what are those donations doing anyway? Exactly. Well, they're funding, they're funding this, these, these advertised, advertis, advertisements that say boycott cruel pork. Mm. I mean, that doesn't help pigs. Exactly, me. That's yeah. so wrong to say that it's so wrong it doesn't help us i get frustrated because they're not helping us and they claim that they support you know what we're they say they want veganism right i mean they say that they're you know wanting to to create veganism they're not helping us they're actually hurting us it's harder for us you know just to 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 um get the vegan message through because we're dealing with this sort of what they're doing so that's another thing that bothers me Safe for just funding speciesism at the end of the day. And yeah, I mean, I noticed that the the battery chickens are starting to come into it again, and that's just another campaign on a different a different issue. Now they're going to spend all this time on eggs, and I do wonder if they'll get as much coverage for the egg issue on television. For some reason, this pork one's really taken off, and I've always wondered how they have managed to get so much coverage over. It seems like forever that we've had, you know, oh, another thing with Mike King, another break, and another thing with Mike King. And I wonder if the other animals will get as much attention and it's all just taking away from veganism, isn't it? 
with all these different yes. sort of a multi-front war, if you want to call it that. Yeah, and it's not – they keep saying it's raising awareness. Oh, it's raising awareness. It's raising awareness for pigs. It's not raising awareness for pigs. It's saying that fact that, that pigs you know, need to be out of – what I'd like to know, Jordan, to wrap up, sorry, is what's next safe? Let's say you win your quote-unquote victory, right, and you ban sell crates. What is next for the pigs? You tell me. I mean, it's just going to be hell on earth for them, no matter what. And think of all the veganism that you could have done, all of the help that you could have done to, to create a vegan awareness. So at the end of the day, if, even if they – I sound like the guy from the pig thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if they win their quote-unquote victory, which is what they're calling it, which is as bad as George Bush's banner on that – you know, on that accomplished. Um, yeah, the mission accomplished banner on the on the, the aircraft carrier. What do you what what's next? You know, and they're not even going to get it. This is going to drag on for years. It drags on for years, and then you know what else happens in 2017 or whenever the quote unquote ban comes in. Guess what? You got to enforce it. I mean, geez, I hope Jan has a bottomless pit to to get all the whistleblowers because when you have people slaughtering 10,000 pigs, you know, uh, a month, there's you know people lose their minds. I mean, people go insane. And they do start throwing things around and, and, and you know, going above and beyond the torture. So it just, yeah, just please promote veganism. <laughs> Sorry. I promised I'd stop ranting. Okay, I'm done. Well, thank you guys for joining me. And uh, it's been very interesting to hear what you all think. I think we're all unanimous in saying that we wish SAFE would promote veganism. I know that I'm going to keep emailing them and tweeting them and um, asking them on Facebook, whatever you want to call that. Uh, if they just start promoting this damn vegan campaign, I know it's on some kind of, you know, one of those game shows where they spin the wheel. It's on there somewhere. They're going to get to it one day, but it just doesn't come up, has it? It, it just hasn't come up. If no one had ever heard of you, Elizabeth, where would they find you? Oh, they'd find me at nzveganpodcast.blogspot.com. Ah, okay. And Emmy, it's lovely talking to you. And I hear you have a little podcast of your own. Yep. And you can find that at vegan-4-life blogspot.com Ah, and I believe your partner Sam also has one? Yep, he's, <laughs> he's his radio show you can find it at 50radio.wordpress.com And William, we can all find you on the streets of Auckland with Elizabeth and I'm you know, always inspired to think of what you guys do yep. I'd love to do more vegan advocacy in the actual world and I'm starting to get into it with clothing and things and I've, I've got more permission to leave pamphlets at places awesome. and I think if, uh, I, if I had someone with me I'd love to do stuff on the street, I'd love to have a table of my own yep. so thank you for being my inspiration Cool. <laughs> Rock on. Thank you very much for talking with me guys thank Thanks for having us Jordan Thanks Jordan we can all agree we wouldn't turn our noses up at $2 million. I could build quite the chicken sanctuary with that kind of scratch. But we're all doing just fine promoting veganism on our own. We all pay for our own efforts by ourselves. Uh, I rip off credit cards, Elizabeth is out there with her interpretive dance and mime. Emmy wheels Sam about. He claims to be a Vietnam vet, affected by Agent Orange and US propaganda. He spends most of his time screaming about what a scam that socialised healthcare is and Charlie up the tree! We're all doing just fine, and we wish SAFE would join us in promoting veganism. Thank you for listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. You can find the script for this episode, as well as downloads for every episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com, a real snappy address. If you want to contact me, even just to say you listened, send an email to jwontdart at gmail.com, or on Twitter, 
twitter.com slash J-A-Y-W-O-N-T-D-A-R-T. I'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Away from the notion of animals as things and toward the moral personhood of animals. The choice is ours. If you're not vegan, go vegan. It's easy. It's better for you. It's certainly better for the planet. And most importantly, it's the morally right thing to do.